You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 160. In this episode, I talk about how to make sure you stay in business after 6 to 12 months and beyond. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I speak about what you need to do today to make sure you're still in business after six to 12 months. I share with you how I prioritize my work on a daily basis to build a sustainable and profitable business. Are you ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigma.com forward slash 160. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. Building an online business takes time and there's no magic bullet. There are no shortcuts. There is no overnight success and there's definitely no get rich quick scheme. And I know when you are starting out as an entrepreneur, you wish it would go a lot faster. But if you haven't heard it before, then I'm sad to say that it is actually going to take you a lot of time and effort to get to where you want to go. I would like to compare it to running a marathon. Let's say you get this crazy idea of running a marathon. And of course you would like to run a marathon in four hours. Yes, because that's really, really cool. And people who are well-trained can actually do that. And even though you've never trained before, you've actually not even done a 5K run Yes, you got this crazy idea of running a marathon. It's a little bit like the crazy idea of starting an online business or becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's a big decision and you got to do some work to get there. But let's say you sign up for a marathon and then you sit on your bum, watch TV, eat chips and drink soda. And then on day of the marathon, you put on your running gear and your brand new shoes and you go out for a run. And do you think you will run a marathon in four hours? Probably not. The same is with a business. Whether you're building an online or offline business, it will take time and effort. And we got to have patience. And we need to be paying attention to the whole sales funnel. From the first time somebody finds out that we exist until they become our client. It's a long journey for some people. And there are others who decide within an hour from the time they find out about us until they've signed up for a program. But you need to be paying attention to the whole sales funnel and not just making the next sale. I know it's important to make money. That's the reason most clients want to work with me because I love helping entrepreneurs make money. But in order to make money, 
you need to be paying attention to a lot more than just doing the next launch or building up the next evergreen sales funnel. You need to be paying attention to your current clients, to your previous clients, to your subscribers, to your browsers, and those who don't know you exist yet. So I want to share with you the priorities I have in my daily business in order to make sure that I am paying attention to all these areas. Because if I'm not, I will not be in business six months from now or 12 months from now or 18 months from now. The only way to ensure that you are in business for the long run and not just for the next four weeks is that you're constantly paying attention to all of these areas in your business to the whole sales funnels. And when I say sales funnel in this concept, I'm not talking about an evergreen or automated sales funnel or some passive income. I'm talking about the traditional old-fashioned way of actually funneling people through from the moment they find out about you until they become your paying client. So here's how are my priorities are in business. I focus first on my clients. Actually, I do focus first on my team, but let's put that aside. Number one priority are my clients. And since I don't have one-on-one clients anymore, I check on my group clients. I have mastermind groups and they have my first attention. Typically, every day, unless I'm traveling or attending a seminar or conference, I go into all of my mastermind groups every day and see what I need to be paying attention to. This doesn't mean that I'm answering every single post. The whole point of mastermind groups, they often help themselves. And sometimes it is actually better if I don't comment because the answer is already there and they're actually looking for opinion or feedback from other mastermind members. But if my mastermind members have tagged me, I definitely pay attention to that and answer those questions. But I also maybe add a comment to a thread where I see there is a discussion and my input will be of value. I also have calls with my mastermind groups and they, of course, have my full attention. I don't get uh, many emails because it's not a part of my mastermind programs to be able to send me emails. And actually, I don't really watch my emails anymore. I have my team to do that for me. It's one of the things that it's important to outsource once your business is growing that you're not doing your emails anymore. But sometimes I get private messages from your current clients. And then, of course, I respond to them, although we try to keep everything within our mastermind groups. Besides taking care of current clients, sometimes there is something to celebrate. Maybe they had a round birthday. Maybe they had their first successful launch or their first six-figure launch. And then maybe we send a flowers or thank you cards. That's a part of taking care of your clients too. Previous clients. For instance, now in, uh, I think it was February, uh, the book Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk came out. And if you have been watching my podcast or Sigrun TV, Facebook live show, the weekly live show I do, you know that I'm a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. And when his book came out, I bought copies, lots of copies, somewhere between 60 and 80 copies, because I sent a book to all my previous mastermind clients from last year. 
And some of them are not my clients anymore. But you got to be paying attention to your previous clients too, because it's very likely that they come back. This often happens to me. My mastermind clients are often people who worked with me in the past. Maybe they were a one-on-one client a couple of years ago. Maybe they were in a mastermind 2016 and came back in 2018. So your biggest asset in your business is your current clients and your previous clients. So you think of ways how you can nurture them. Of course, your current clients are the most important because they're currently working with you and you need to help them be successful in whatever you are helping them with. But don't forget your previous clients too. And I do pay attention to them too. Subscribers. If you're not nurturing your subscribers on a regular basis, maybe with a weekly newsletters, it's going to be hard to turn them into future clients. And if you're guilty of not nurturing, then start right away. I sometimes have this uh, free fall after launch that I'm just exhausted. And of course, my current clients, the ones who just signed up for my program, have my first and full attention. So it can happen to me, yes, even to me too, although I think I know what I'm doing, that for a couple of weeks, I'm not sending out a newsletter. But then I catch myself and I get back on track. And the way I also help myself is that I have a podcast. I have three episodes a week. And now people can get on a podcast list and get a weekly newsletter so they never miss a podcast episode. If you are not on the podcast list already, you can go to signal.com forward slash podcast and sign up for the podcast list so you get a regular weekly newsletter. Now, there are people on my email list that don't know about this or they're not interested in all the podcast episodes, but that's why I send out a weekly newsletter. In the past, it hasn't mattered to me which day of the week or the time, but I know I'm working on it. I've told my team that I want to get to the point where we are really regularly sending on a newsletter also right after a launch so I don't forget about it. Yeah, it is hard to stay consistent. It's actually on my strength finder test. If you have your strengths tested with a Gallup strength finder test, initially you get your five top strengths. And that's, of course, what you should be focusing on. But if you work with a strength finder coach like I have done, I got my strengths, the 34 strengths, all of the strengths, which means at the end of the list of the 34 strengths, you actually see your weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is consistency. So it is not a surprise to me that staying consistent with my weekly newsletter is hard. But if I can do it, you can do it. There are other ways to stay in touch with your subscribers. Typically, you can offer your subscribers to join a free Facebook group if you have one. Also, if you don't have a free Facebook group, you can invite them to follow your Instagram or like your Facebook page because just sending out emails may not be enough. And we know that open rates are so-and-so depending on the size of your list, how well you've nurtured them and how, how long it's been since you cleaned up your list. It might be that your open rate is actually getting low. So it can help to get people into other avenues. ManyChat or Messenger bots can also be a wonderful way to nurture a list. Typically, when I'm launching, I have an offer on my thank you page to sign up for my Messenger bot, which I do over ManyChat. 
And about 30 or 40% of people that are signing up, uh, they join my bot. So that's where I can stay in touch too. And yes, I'm also guilty of sometimes forgetting to message out the people who are there on my list, but then I get back on track and that's what you should do too if you have a messenger bot. If you don't have a messenger bot yet, it's something to think about. It's definitely not for beginners, so don't do it if you don't have all your other ducks in order. But if you are already in your second year of business, you already have a group program and maybe an online course, it's time to consider a messenger bot because the open rate are much higher than for the email. So it's easier for you to nurture your subscribers. So what I offer now my subscribers is to send out a weekly reminder of my Sigrun TV Facebook live show. I could also have a podcast list. I can also have just regular information about what I'm doing in my business, invite them to check out a blog post or a previous podcast episode that has gotten a lot of traction. And when there's a hot topic, typical hot topic right now is GDPR, you know, the EU data privacy law that's coming out on May 25th. Even though I want to urge you not to have any panic about it. And yes, this applies to everyone, not just businesses in the European Union. It is a good topic to bring up on your podcast or on your Facebook live if you are in online marketing or if you're a business coach and interview maybe a lawyer or someone that knows more about the subject. And this is a good way to nurture your subscribers and get them to pay attention to what you're doing in your business. It helps to have an active Facebook group, as I mentioned before, and make an offer from time to time. Asking for the sale once or twice a year, it's not really going to cut it. People actually want you to offer them something. It's not about being salesy or always have something for sale every week. But after you've nurtured your clients for a while, or even right after they sign up, they want to know what you offer. What can I buy? And the thing is, when you only sell over launches, it's kind of tricky. So you need to be paying attention to always have something to sell. Typically, your subscribers are your hottest leads after your clients and your previous clients. So we're coming to browsers. These are people who have visited your website. Maybe they've liked your Facebook page. Maybe they're following your Instagram. Maybe they just check you out from time to time, but they have not signed up for your email list. I call this a warm audience. They know who you are and they're paying attention to you. So if they see a Facebook ad from you where you're offering something of value, they are highly likely to sign up. So it does help to nurture these people with some ads. Of course, it can be that they one day over some organic Facebook post or Instagram post that they decide to finally sign up. Maybe they're listening to your podcast or reading all your blog posts, but for some reason, it hasn't spiked their interest enough to sign up for your email list. That's why you need to tease them. You need to be running ads on a regular basis, not just when you're launching. You need to constantly be trying to get the browsers over the fence and on your email list. It helps to have, for instance, a Facebook Live and retarget the people who watch your videos. 
and retarget them with your most popular freebie. Or even if you want to do it softer, retarget them with your most popular blog post or podcast episode. You need to create content on a regular basis for these people. It's not enough to just have freebies. You know, the people are already on your list. They have already signed up for freebies. But the browsers, they haven't. And the way to nurture your browsers is to have what I call non-gated content. It's content like a podcast. I have not asked you to sign up for anything to listen to this podcast. You can just listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Stitcher. Or go to my website and just hit the play button there. There are many ways to listen to my podcast. But one way is you don't need to give me your email address to listen to my podcast. The same goes for my Facebook Live to watch my Sigrun TV show. You don't need to give me your email address. But I'm putting out all this content to nurture browsers. Because one day, when the time is right, when it's the right freebie, or when it's the right offer out of the gate, then this person is likely to become your client. And some people even jump right from being a browser to a client, although it's unlikely it does happen. These people are your warm leads. When you are in a launch and you have some great offer, previous clients are likely to buyers, then subscribers, and then your browsers. But how do you get more browsers? Well, these are people who don't know you yet. And I fear that a lot of people are not paying attention to this category. It's so important to have this non-gated content also for the people who don't know about you yet because they may use search. And search, it's not just on Google. Actually, there's a great search on iTunes and YouTube and Pinterest and yeah, the search on Facebook is not so good, but there is search there. So you got to be putting out content that is found through search. Typically, that content is text. Yes, YouTube has search and iTunes has search, but the best way to be found is to have epic blog posts on your website. And what is an epic blog post? It's a blog post that is typically three to 5,000 words and is really deep dive on one of your content areas. And you don't need to blog a lot. You could actually have just one. I made this experience in my first year of business. I wrote the blog post, how to start your company in Switzerland. And I just wrote the blog post in February. And I wasn't really thinking of, of it as a business because I always had the goal of having an international business and not just helping people start a business in Switzerland. So I put all my knowledge into one blog post. Took me about 10 hours or so, got feedback from some people and put it out there. And then I forgot about it. I moved on with my business. And by accident, I found out six months later, it was number one on Google. And it was bringing me a lot of traffic. Actually, 40% of my website traffic by the end of 2014 was from one blog post. I got hundreds of comments on the blog post. I got emails, messages. Unfortunately, these were not the people I wanted to work with. 
these were not my ideal clients. I did not want to focus on Switzerland. I did not want to help people start a company, you know, all the administrative process. I wanted to help people build an international online business or just online business in whatever country you're in. But I wanted to work internationally and not be stuck in the administrative process of setting up a business or figuring out the right business structure. So I've taken the blog post off Google, but I know it only takes one epic blog post to get you lots of traffic and inquiries and attract your dream client. Of course, I would suggest you write more than one epic blog post, but I'm saying it could just be enough to have one. But you've got to have some content, whatever it is, audio, video, or text, and I've said it, text is probably best to be found over search. So what other ways do you have of people finding out about you if they don't know about you yet? Well, another way is, of course, guest blogging or being interviewed on other people's podcasts. You know, when someone else has an audience and then they interview you, you're automatically kind of got the trust level of that audience. So when I interview someone on my podcast and I tell you, well, I'm interviewing this person, you feel like, well, Sikron decided to interview this person. That means I can probably trust this person. That doesn't mean you trust this person as much as you trust me, but they already have a headway. It means you go to check them out. And if you're smart about it, you can share a freebie when you're interviewed on a podcast or if you do a guest blog post, you can have a link to your freebie. And even if you don't, people will find out about you. They will go to your website. They will go to your Facebook page. They will Google you. But you need to be out there. You need to get on somebody's radar. Speaking engagements is another great way to get in front of a new audience that doesn't know about you. Now, asking to be a speaker somewhere doesn't just happen. You actually have to make an effort. Yeah, from time to time, I get a speaking request. But even in my case, and I have spoken at the largest marketing exhibition in Switzerland twice. And I've spoken at a conference in Canada. And I've had some smaller speaking engagements in Iceland and, and elsewhere in Switzerland and Europe. But if I want to be more active about it, I have to make a decision and do something about it. I have to reach out to people. And first of all, you should have some area on your website where people know that you're a speaker. For instance, a picture of you speaking, a speaker kit. You can go and check out my website and you'll see some information on how I do this. And PR. Let's not forget PR. I did a great podcast episode where I interviewed Janet Murray on how to use traditional media to get traction for your business. This is a fantastic way for new people to find out about you. I was interviewed back in 2014 when I just started my business and it really helped me get new clients. And actually, when you are in traditional media being interviewed, like I was in 2014 and 15, and actually I haven't really paid attention to it much since I've been so busy building my business, but it's something that I'm going to start to do again in 2018. And that's why I interviewed Janet Murray, not just for you, but also for myself. <laughs> but these interviews, they really fast track the trust. In online business, it can take time for someone who finds out about you until they become a client. It can take one or two years even. 
because they need a lot of nurturing to get there. But when you're in traditional media, this can go really, really fast. And I must say, I had an interview. It was a front cover interview, by the way, August 2014. And a few days later, I had two new clients. They hadn't even been on my email list. They went straight to the website and bought one hour coaching with me. So yes, pay attention how you can get into traditional media. And of course, Facebook ads. When you're trying to find new people who don't know about you yet, we call these lookalike audiences. So you create a lookalike audience of your subscribers or even better, of your clients. And that's how you're going to find new people through paid media. But overall, you got to be paying attention to all these areas. So I'm going to recap it quickly for you. Previous clients, clients, subscribers, browsers, and people who don't know you exist yet. Every week, you need to be focusing on these I call them four areas because I put previous clients kind of in the bracket of the clients as well. You need to be paying attention to these four areas because if you want to be in business in six months, typically these are going to be your subscribers. If you want to be in business after 12 months, you need to be paying attention to your browsers. If you want to be in business 18 months from now or two years from now, you got to be focusing on people who don't know you exist yet. And this is how you stay in business and build a sustainable and profitable business, whether it's online or offline. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigma.com forward slash 160. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.